we bless your name jesus let incense arise let praises arise la barra bakota rabababakosika la bababasike reketelebokosika rabababakota la bababasete ramakota lika leketelebokosite reketelika namakota ikalabakosite rabakola ikalebekosika la ba let incense arise ibareboka la babasia la bababasete rabababakota la we bless your name. We worship you, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. We enter in with thanksgiving. We enter in with praise. We present ourselves as living sacrifices. We present ourselves as living sacrifices. Let incense arise, let praises arise. Let incense arise, let incense arise. Imana mana makoya namasika. Let incense arise from kingdom culture this evening. Rebokota labako city. Lebaka. This afternoon, let incense arise. Imana makoya namakasite. Rabako iya bakosita. Lekele bokoya bakasika. Rabababababasika. We appear in Zion. Lemama mama masika. Rebokoya babasika laba. We bless your name, King of Kings. Lord of Lords. Imama makoya mama masika. Leketele bokoya babasika. Be exalted, be lifted high. Iba raba rabakom, rababa kosika, rebebebe kositem. Praise the Lord. Imana mako, imamako yamakosi anamam. Praise the Lord. Rabako sete, reketele boko sete. 
O servants of the Lord, praise the Lord. Rabba koina makosika, lebaya baya bakosite, rabba baba kosita. We enter in with thanksgiving and praise. We thank you for this is a day that you have made. La mama mama sikana mama masete. Raba baba kosetehe. Le boko yi mama sete. We thank you for this is the day that the Lord has made. Raba loko yabasa yi laba. Le beko le bayi kalaba. We have not made it to this day by ourselves, but it has been you who has kept us. It has been you who has kept us. Thank you that we can come into your presence. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Rabba, Rabba, like a rushing wind, like a wave of fire. Come however you want to. Like a rushing wind, like a wave of fire. Come, come, come into our hearts, come into our minds, come into this room. Wherever anyone is joining from, we ask for an infilling of your spirit. We ask for more of your spirit. We ask for more, 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 another measure, another measure of your spirit. We ask for more, another measure, another measure of your spirit. It is you that we have come to meet. It is you who are, we have come to see. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Without limit, pour out your spirit. Without limit, pour out your spirit today. Without a limit, pour out your spirit. We come into your spirit. We come into your presence. We do not want to worship you from the outer course. We come in. We come in. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm just going to read from Psalms chapter 73, verse 23. It says, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. I want you to pray for yourself. And I want you to say, Holy Spirit, take me by the hand. Take me into your presence. We will not be distracted by what's going on around us. We will not be distracted by our favorite songs that's been sung today. Lord, 
take us by the hand, take us to that place where you are, to your feet. We will not be left behind. We have come to meet with you, Lord. It is you we have come to encounter. We have not come here today to see man, but we have come here today to meet with you. Take us by the hand, Holy Spirit. Take us by the hand, Holy Spirit. Take us to that place where you are. Take us to that place where you are. Hold our hands, God, and take us to that place where you are. We want to worship you at your feet. We do not want to worship you from the outer core. We want to worship you at your feet. Take us by the hand. Take me to that place where you are. To your feet, Lord. I will worship you at your feet I will not be left behind Holy Spirit take us by the hand and take us to that place where you are that place where you are that place where we can be filled with more of you Jesus we want to encounter you Lord we want to behold the beauty of your glory take me by the hand and take me to that place where you are Jesus I want to encounter you today Lord I want to meet with you today Lord take me by the hand and take me to that place where you are Jesus I pray for everyone, Lord, that will be joining us today. I pray, Lord, that you will take them by the hand and lead them to that place where you are. Adabasi kelebashi kataraba. Ha 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 ha
Adenderi kadabasi kedebo shikata. Rendema sekedi halabashi dabaraka. Lendema rabase kedi barakati. Lendema rakati kedebo shikadabababababashi. Adedi karabande kidabasi adaba. Alande kinamasi adabasi keta. Ida barekenda maroko shila barikata. Ind alabate keteketeketikara. Lende maraka sekedi baraka teketeketa. Reke sikalaba sheketi. Raba sekendi halama shidabasika. Lekendi hara keteribase. Lande rikea rabababababashika. Rande rebesi arararararabasika. Lende maraka sekeli baraka se. Lakande bo Rakande yalabase Rakale bo siya Rikalabasika Lekeribo saka Lekelebo siya Lekenamaraka Yekeyande Ikayaya Yekeyaya Lekeriyalalalase Yekelebo sa Lindaraka lekendika Rekendika la Likanderika ra Rekendika rababashe Rabadika dabaseketa Lekendimaraka sika Lekendimoroko saka Lekenamamamamashe Lekeriada Ayalabasi kela mande Ya 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 Rekendi ya 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 Oh God be lifted Rebendi kanama siketa Lekendi rabaseketa Be lifted Jehovah Rikanda baseketa Be exalted my God Rikanda masayalabashika Rekela bababande Ya ya ikara Lekendi marabosi alabashi Rekendi alabababababashi Anda ya ya Rekeya ya Rekeya Rekeya Landei Rebande kiana mamamama shikala Rekela bos kiana mamamama shikata Rekedi ya karaba sekendi ya raba Ikande mareke sikata Lekenda rebosh kiana mamamama I'm hoping this morning People have not just come to look at me Andema sikela mashika I'm hoping that we have come with our own tools this morning. I'm hoping that we have come to dig wells, deep wells today. That we have come to stir. Jesus, we have come to worship you, my God. We have come to bow. We have come that we would bow before you, Lord Jesus. Yes, it is Sunday. Yes, we usually come to church on a Sunday. But God, I have woken up this morning because I know I have
have another opportunity to bow before you, my God. Rikana, lende bokoda barikanda masia, ekendi kana mama mamashi. I have another opportunity to lay myself down before you. Rikada, rekedi baika. I have not come to sing songs, but I have come to worship. And if I have come to worship, I have come to bow. We have come to honor our God. We have come. We have chosen to forsake all, O God. We have chosen to forsake all, O God. Ayande Rende Mashikaramasi. Me standing here today, Ramaseketa, is not me showing up for my Sunday's best. My God, but it is an act, oh God, that I do on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, on a Saturday, and on a Sunday. To lay myself down before you. Ah, ah, Lena Mashikena, Mama, Mama, Leala. To forget all things, Namashikena, Mama. To forget all else, Labayina, Mama, That I would lay myself down. Rabandi Kena, Masiela, to forget mother and father, to forget sister and brother, to forget my money, to forget it all, for mammon would not get on my way, it would not get in my way to worship you. My plans and desires will not get in my way to worship you. Aramasiketa, come and open up your mouth and tell him. Anamasila bareke sianda mashiada. Ilama yikala mama 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 shikela basike. We praise your name. We lay our crown. And worship you. Alamandi Kenanana. Oh, glorious God. We praise your name. We lay, we lay. Amande Kinashikanamasikata. Aya, oh, glorious. Oh, glorious God. We praise your name. We lay our, we lay our crowns. Anamasikela Baba, won't you lay your crown today? Anakitala masiketa. 
Lina masike la basa ya la basiketa. Reyanda masike la mama mama. I lay my crown. I lay my crown. Leke na maside basiketa. What is your crown? Is it your spouse? Ekeli na masie na ma. What is your crown? Lay it down today. Rekeli anda masike la basia. For God, I would not come here and sing songs. I would not come and feel happy because I like the sound of the song. Because your word says they that worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. And so for me to do that, I must lay myself down. We lay our crowns and worship you. Oh, glorious God, we praise your name. We lay ourselves down and worship and our and we worship you. We worship you. We lay our crowns and I lay myself I lay myself down I lay myself down I lay crowns we lay and worship you carry on worshiping give me an ear don't stop worshiping him give me your ear Genesis 22 verse 5 and Abraham said unto his young man abide here with the ass and I and the lad would go yonder and worship and come again to you the most difficult sacrifice the act of him doing the most difficult thing he called worship he called worship so when we come here and say yes you know, we're going to worship God. We're going to sing a couple of slow songs. I'm going to sing some amazing songs that I love. 
But we have here a comparison of a man laying down his very precious thing. And he says, I'm going to go and worship. What does it mean to worship? It means to bow. We bow before you. We sacrifice before you. We fall under Masia. It is in fear of you that we worship. David said, It is in the fear that I worship you. In reverence. I urge us this afternoon not to sing. I urge us this afternoon not to indulge in melody. I urge us this afternoon not to look at me, but I urge us this afternoon to lay prostrate, to bow before your Maker in this act that we call worship in this act that we call singing unto God in this act that we place before Adama Siketa I urge you to lay yourself when you say God I don't know how I can give this up God this is so hard I'm struggling and aligning myself with you worship 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 but you're saying, God, this instruction that you were giving me is too much. Worship. Worship. That means you are not waiting for me to lead you in song. Your stature is a reverence. Your stature is bow down. Saying, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Worship. 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 It is not my English that worships. It is not my words. You said in spirit and in truth, I worship. So we vow to worship you, Jesus. Hayanamaya, 
When you give instructions, I will worship you. I will fall down and worship you. When you speak, I worship. When you utter, I worship. It is not a melody I look for, but it is my stance when you speak. It is my position. I worship. And when I am in that place, I'm not satisfied with anything else rather than you. Every other thing that bothered me, every other thing that bothered you in this world, it will not quench your thirst. It will no longer quench your thirst. Arabadi kendebos kataba. Leketama shikata. Rikataba. I want you to pray and say, God, teach me to worship. Teach me to worship. Aramasi kendeba sikata. Because this world, Alande kinama shike, is no longer quenching my thirst. You wanted to get married. You got married and then you thought, oh, so this is it. It's no longer quenching your thirst. It won't. We are your thirsty ones. Only you can quench our thirst. Only you can quench our thirst, oh God. Rabande kinama. Teach me to worship. Teach us to worship. Teach us to worship. Kalama siketa. Teach us to worship. Rika a seketa. Lekendia. We will be true worshippers. Lekendia ndama siketa. The ones that fall prostrate. Rekendi alabababashi. Lende marika nama se la 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 si. You're waiting for a song. No, but I'm telling you, you can do it right now. Matthew, carry on praying. Carry on praying. Carry on praying. Matthew 2 verse 1. 
Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born, the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. The wise men, the magi. Ikanama siketaraba sikata. It means to fall down. Adama siketalaba shiketadaba. Adaba siketalaba shike. To touch your ground. To touch your forehead on the ground. Andama siketa. To put aside your knowledge. To put aside your musings. Rikandaba sikata. That is why many of us can come to church. That is why many of us can sing songs and go home and deal with the same issue because we came to sing a song. We did not come to make our head touch the ground. We did not come to lay prostrate before the King of Kings. Now I want us to pray this next prayer. I want us to pray God concerning everything that I've been resistant about. Concerning everything that I've brought my mind to and I've allowed myself with my actions with my actions and with my heart to say no. Today, as I come, as I worship you, my head, I'm bringing it to the floor in prostration. I'm bringing it to the floor. That is the only way he was able to have a mindset to almost have his own son killed. Adama Rakati, pray, pray. Alandi Adabo Sikata. Inda Radinda Namashede Marakati. Reken Naladaba Shinde Rebo Yikana Mama 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 Masi. Likanda Mama Mama Masike. Say, God, I turn away from the world. I turn away and I bring my head down. It must bow to you. It must bow to you. My stance must hail you. My life must hail you. My decision must hail Yahweh. I commanded and say, Hell Yahweh. Here we are.
alama shika thirsty ones the world has failed to quench how best we are in need of you say kachi kamudaurunka ikandama siketa that means fill us with your spirit here we are ramandi kendema sika thirsty ones alama shiketa lama the world has failed to quench our thirst anama sikena andakinama we are in need we are in need anama sikela basi anama sei kachika anama sikene masi anama sei kachika mu daurunka idama here we are hungry ones alabiada the world has failed to fill our hunger we are in need of you say kachi kamu daurunka indana ikanama ikanama iden have you come as a thirsty one have you come as a hungry one e la li la la si la 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 ikeda have you come as a thirsty one have you come as a hungry one we are in need of you say kachi ka Ikana mama here we are the sea ones the world has failed to quench our thirst we are in need of you say kachi kau Ikanamasi Ikanamase de mashika Indamaramaseke na mama 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 Kabananga bankaya Muna neman fuskarka Ikalama ikaye Eh we are Rabandi kena nasi sei kachi kamu aurunka we are your thirsty ones Jesus hayali adaye we hail you Yahweh we hail you Yahweh kina rabaseketi we hail you Yahweh Akanema sikana mashikata we hail you Yahweh alaba yikena maseketa 
We hail you, Yahweh. We hail you, Yahweh. We hail you, Yahweh. We hail you, Yahweh. Rakande masiketa, we hail Yahweh. Kayandi ana mama mama siketa, hail Yahweh, hail Yahweh. Ianda marika na mama 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 siketa, iande masi, we hail Yahweh, hail Yahweh. We hail Adonai. We hail you, Lord. This is our act of worship, oh God. To hail you, to lay ourselves before you. Not to sing, not to come with words, but to lay in reverence, to lay our minds, to bring our heads down to the floor in worship, inhaling you, O God, inhaling Adonai, inhaling Rikaba halika desiha, rekenda mashi, rokonda rababa, sina rababa sike, elenda aida rala sike ya rababa hoko hoko sa, hoko hoko sa, hoko hoko sa, ikanda mashi kena marika yeke, rakande mashi kena mama mama mama, Elohim Adonai, Elohim Adonai. Seka chika mudarunka. It means come and feel us with your spirit. We are in need of you. Seka chika mudarunka. Father, we stand in awe of you. The word of God says in the book of Psalms, say, stand in awe and sin not. Coming with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Masoveka tela balea katuna. Masho kaberia katevasi atalia gabora basi ataya. 
If you have your prayer language, please join me and open your mouth, please. Maso vele ke tila baso ndele ke tuala bandele ke rea tadeka mabrondos kiatela eka baba 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 venia kota. I'm going to be reading from John chapter seven from thirty-seven to thirty-eight. John chapter seven from verse thirty-seven. He said, "On the last day, that great day of the feast." Jesus stood and cried out. Jesus did not just speak. He cried out. I want you to know that the battle of the kingdom, the kingdom is a serious warfare. And then he said, if anyone thirst, let him come. The keyboard can continue playing. I can hear it. But if it can, then that's okay. If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart, this is NKJV. Uh, it says, out of his heart. KJV says, out of his belly. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It says, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. In the real kingdom, we don't drink with our mouth closed. We drink with our mouths open. And oftentimes, being in the kingdom of God and in the house of God is not a staring contest where we stare with the Holy Ghost and he stares back at us. We open our mouth and we engage and we drink. So I want us to just open your mouth. If you've been feeling dry, you've been feeling empty, you've been feeling down, you've been feeling low, you've been feeling like you're burning out, I want you to open your mouth and drink. It was so bad that Jesus stood on that last day and he cried and said, if any man thirsts, let him come and drink. And the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And verse 39 said, but this spake he, of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. But we live in a time and day where the Jesus has been glorified, and the Holy Ghost has been given. We ought not to be dry. So please open your mouth and begin to pray. And say, Lord, quench my thirst. Quench my thirst. Quench my thirst, Lord. I have come to drink from your well. I have come to drink from your river. I have come to drink from your river. Quench my thirst. Quench my thirst. I can't hear us drinking. I can't hear us drinking. Say, Lord, quench my thirst. I am thirsty, Lord. I live in a dry and a weary land where men have no knowledge or consciousness or connectivity to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But Lord, I live as your child, as your pilgrim on this side of eternity. Would you hear my cries? I open up my lips to you, O God, and satisfy my thirst and quench my hunger, O God. We are in need of you. Come and fill us with your spirit now. We are in need of you. Come and fill us with your spirit now. I am in need of you. Come and fill me with your spirit now. We are in need of you. Has not ended. Grace, Kachika, Mudaru, 
Kuhunka. Ale Kabale Sevia Katena. Father, we drink from the well that never runs dry. We drink from the well that never runs dry. We joy, we draw from the wells of salvation this very afternoon. You stood on that final day and you cried, if any man thirst, let it come and drink. Rabba Kasuka Leka Barua Kapela so we come to the river that flows from the very throne of God and we say Lord fill us, fill us satisfy our hunger and quench our thirst we've come to drink of you the world cannot satisfy our finances cannot satisfy our marriages cannot satisfy the hogs are good but they don't satisfy eternity they don't satisfy the hunger for eternity inside of us oh God the good job is good but it's not satisfying the emptiness inside of us oh God the recognition is good but it's not able to fill the void the eternity that dwells inside of God we thank God for the people that love us and celebrate us but it's not good enough to replace the thirst and quench the hunger that is inside of us oh God we are in need of you Makavene meswanda la kabale ketele kerua katela evane makaswanda pale ketua araba kabenua shanda la kabari akatim. What could I say? I am a co. What could I do? Than to offer this heart of mine. Completely to you. We are praying like people that I don't know if Jesus died for your sin and you know that you escaped an eternity with hell to be in heaven. And you know you have been brought into an economy where the life of God has been made available and the possibilities of the kingdom can even think and, and, and imagine that those potentials can be made manifest in your reality. With all he's done, I have no better response than to give my life back to him. I drink from him, but the reason for my drinking is so that I can effectively give my life back to him. The reason for taking hold of my handle season is so that I can truly give my life as an offering back to him. Oh my God. Oh my God. Completely to you. Words fail you when you come to him. What could I say? What could I do? That's offer this heart of mine completely to you. Now stand, I'm tired and had abandoned in all of the one who gave it all. Now stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrenders all I am. Just pray this song. I, I really don't want to sing, I want to pray it. Having considered all he's done, having been so encompassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, 
I lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets me and I run with patience. The race that is set before me, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of my faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the shame and despised the cross, bearing the pain of my sin upon him. I'm short of words. Words fail me. So I give my life. I give my life. I give my life. Words fail me. There are no words. So I give my life. My life is all I have. Befitting enough. If you're here, say, Lord, I give my life. My life is my greatest offering as a response to giving your life. You gave your life, so I give my life. Not a platform and a microphone and me standing in a stage. But I give my life because life and ministry is more than stage. And more than lives and more than microphone and more than recognition, adulation and platforms. I'm standing with arms high and heart abandoned. Jesus. Jesus. We pay homage to you. Oblation, honor to you for that precious sacrifice you gave. And we know that sometimes we despise it. We know sometimes we make light of it. We know sometimes we forget about it. We know sometimes we act like you didn't die. And we crucify you again. But we are sorry and we repent of every negligence and we come back to the heart of worship we return to what really matters and we lay down our life and as we lay down our life we cast our crowns my life and my crown belongs to you the bible says he that must have his own life must first lose it it says you hate father you hate mother you hate wife it does not mean that you are in enmity with them, but it means that on your scale of preference of love, God takes preeminence. I truly yield and I truly surrender my life and my all. On that final day, he said, if any man thirsts, let him come and drink. I drink with my cup open, not closed. I open up my vessel. The songwriter said, I will open up my heart, ready for your holy fire. I will let you into my heart and into my soul. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow, we are welcome. You are welcome to the presence of God. 
you are welcome to the house of God. This is Mount Zion. The spirit of just men made perfect is in our midst. We don't take the presence of God lightly in this atmosphere. Angels are taking notes. They are learning from us. The angel said, what is man that you are mindful of him? They excel in strength. So they couldn't call us who? <laughs> because we are weak and frail. But somehow they don't understand why God is so mindful of us. But here in KCM, God is indeed deeply, intimately, wonderfully, graciously and powerfully mindful of us and we don't take him lightly we don't take him negligently we honor his sacrifice of love if you have your offering the details for giving are in the description of this video and the information will appear on your screen shortly you reference accordingly and give to the accounts as they are displayed with the purpose of your giving. Um, we'll now receive the announcements. Hey everyone, how you all doing? It's Pastor Tunje and I'm bringing you the announcements for this week. So, ladies, are you ready? Captivating is at another time together on Saturday the 19th of May from 10 p.m. in Sheffield. So if you're in and around the city, make sure you join them. You can, you know, come in person or you can join them virtually. So make sure you contact even Talia or Padge for logistics for that particular event in Sheffield, okay? And Padge has requested that for those of you that stay over, she would love you all to have a home-cooked breakfast. Come on now. It's going to be fun. So make sure you get in touch and you can join them for that amazing event. All right. So as normal, our prayer watches continue. So from Monday to Friday, we do pray. Okay. We pray. So from 6.30 a.m. in the morning, we have morning drops of glory. From 12 noon, we have the gap. From 7 p.m., we have the altar. And on Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 p.m., we have the press. So make sure you join us for any of those watches. And you can also um, contact us for more details at prayerculture at kculture.org. And guys... Pentecost is around the corner, okay? Pentecost, the Feast of Weeks, is coming from May 21st. We're going to be having a consecration journey for just eight days. Just eight days this time, guys. Just eight days. And so you can join us via Zoom um, every day during that time for praying at 7 p.m., okay? 7 p.m. we'll be praying together, so make sure you do not miss it and then we have our special edition of the forge coming up come on now the forge 12 hours of prayer all right so on saturday the 27th of may we're going to be meeting for 12 hours in person here in london in Auburn to pray so make sure you are around for that special time of prayer and also it's going to coincide with nigeria wow 
in Abuja. So you do not want to miss it. Those of you that are going to be in Nigeria and those of us in London, it's going to be an amazing time together. You can watch us via YouTube as well. All right, guys, it's going to be amazing. So make sure that you join us in person and online. Okay, guys, Royals are children ministry. Whoop, whoop. We love Royals. The Royals will be meeting every Sunday at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. If you want your child to know more about Christ, learn more about the kingdom, then they need to plug in they need to connect and revive our youth and young adult ministry our meeting to pray every day just for 15 minutes 15 minutes young people you can join them just to pray for 15 minutes every day at 10 30 p.m okay you can join them live so make sure you connect um, with minister gerald to find out some more information about that the given details are in the description of this video so make sure you get that information and also the flyer will come up on your screen as well with all the details that you need to give and god bless you as you do that so for any more information that you want to know in regards to kingdom culture make sure you contact us at contact at kculture.org God bless you. I hope you've had an amazing service and I hope you have an amazing week. God richly bless you. Keep smiling and keep shining. Bye for now. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. God bless Pastor Tunji for those amazing announcements and this house for the amazing vehicles we use to release God into the earth. Um, the next person that is coming is my pastor, my spiritual father, the spiritual covering of this house. Um, and we give God glory because we believe that he is a revelatory teacher. And the word doesn't need to sound loud or, you know, however people want to put it to be impactful in your life. Just open your heart as you receive. Um, if you can, just pray in the spirit um, as he just comes up and just just turn your heart towards the Father. Turn your heart towards the Lord and be yielded to that which the Lord will do. Oh, glory, hallelujah.
No rock will take my place No foreign God will take my praise No rock will take my place And no foreign God will get my praise We worship you. We worship you. We give you glory. We give you glory. We worship you. Kolamasi kepenantwa kelela. Babona shabele keteleva tabodonde. Ye shabale. Ye shabale. Ye shabale. Ye shabale. Rakutinam fradons kabale. Ye senele ketele makiatala. Zivele bele 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 besantelela. Oh Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And Father, as we go into your word today, we ask for the spirit of grace and truth, for the spirit of revelation and counsel and might, for the knowledge and the fear of the Lord to descend in this room, for an atmosphere conducive for instructing in righteousness. Breathe on your word today. Let it come like a hammer, a wind, and a fire. It is to you we give all praise in the precious name of Jesus. Come on, somebody clap your hands, all you people, and shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Come on, shout out to God with the voice of praise. We lift his name on high. All right, grab a seat, everybody. So everybody watching, connecting, fellowshipping, Nottingham, Nigeria, Kenya, we see you in the house. You are welcome to the presence of the Lord. Thank you for that uh, amazing introduction. I almost looked around to find who was being spoken about. Uh, Mrs. OKLM, wherever you are, I'm not sure who cut your husband's hair, but well done. We see your hand, amen. Amen. And uh, in essence, I'm saying that as a beautiful haircut. Gerald's looking very handsome today. Amen. And I'm sure a certain young lady in Nottingham will agree with. Uh, can we put our hands together for the grace of God today upon the life of Minister Amanda? For that amazing time of prayer and worship. Peniel, who led us off in the presence of the Lord. Everyone who's been a part of this service so far. Our admin, media, teams. Uh, just everyone who are pastoral care systems, everyone who is going into making sure that what we do in this house gets done. Can we put our hands together for every single person, every Levite, every leader? Come on, give God a shout of praise. I said give God a shout of praise, somebody. Amen. We love you. We appreciate you. We celebrate you in the precious name of Jesus. Right, today we go into part three. Technically, it's part five, but it's part three since I decided to make it not just an addendum to a service and actually teach it didactically of our series, Handle Seasons. Somebody say Handle Seasons. I'm going to go straight into the word of the Lord today because I don't want to be caught out for time. By the way, a couple of announcements real quick uh, in no specific order. The 9th of June, a certain young man was born many years ago. Uh, I will be celebrating my birthday this year with a time of prayer and worship to which you are invited virtually and in person. Amen. Uh, I would love you to be a part of helping me build an altar that gives God grace, uh, gives God praise, sorry, for my life. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, as you saw already, the Pentecost consecration journey is our next consecration journey. I love the way Pastor Tunji emphasized it. It is only, someone say only only eight days amen someone say only what is what doing is what doing well amen so we made it short this time so hopefully you can hit it with as much force as required uh, we'll start in essence we start next week sunday with the sunday service we end two sundays from now with the sunday service and every day in between we will gather at 7 p.m someone say 7 p.m uh, on the Friday, 
it will be an extended one just letting you know in advance you can connect with as much of it as you want we'll be in the city of kaduna on the friday the 26th no no not no no i take that back no no no. it'll be 7 p.m every day sorry that that's a mistake it'll be 7 p.m every day and then on a saturday uh, we have the forge 12 hours of prayer we got the forge 12 hours of prayer coming from both london and abuja somebody say abuja the seat of power of the united kingdom and nigeria i'm looking forward to the day where we can have forged simultaneously around all our different uh congregations fellowships and missions bases around the world so kenya uh nigeria the united kingdom the states you know where we just have this huge 12-hour explosion of prayer and power uh, but today or this month we will be starting for the first time doing the forge simultaneously in the same way we run our virtual services from multiple locations and we patch them in we'll be patching in what's going on across these two centers and so if you know anybody who is in the city or near the city of abuja who needs to be in an atmosphere of god's glory and power send them our way amen and of course for those of us in the united kingdom we know how to get down also tomorrow um i will be on my way to the nation of nigeria it's my first trip out of the country now it's called i called my brother this morning or text my brother i said how do you check in again you know i'm not joking i'm saying like oh i texted over in austin this morning i said this whole checking in business you know there's some things do you do them before or after you check in you know blah 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 because i haven't been on a flight for four years amen uh i went from i went from traveling six times a year out the country to not leave in the country for the last four years by divine instruction. And I'm looking forward to not just the trip, but to uh, the assignment. Somebody say the assignment. Uh, I believe that something God wants to do on this journey that is supposed to be for us as a family around the world. Thank you for everybody who's been waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning to pray for the last few days and into the next few weeks. I truly appreciate it. Like I said to you when you surprised me for my birthday last year, that's my prayer. That's, my, that's one of my love languages. Does that make sense? But that's one of my primary love languages. So if you want to prove to me that you love me, pray for me. And better yet, be part of corporate prayer for me. That's fine. You don't need to give me a dime. That's good enough for me. And so we'll be in a, that, that itinerary will change. Some changes have been made to it. We'll update it. But we'll be in multiple cities in Nigeria. Uh, sometimes we will be hosting events of our own. And at other times, amen, we will be ministering with other people that the Lord has covenanted or covenantly connected us with amen i just realized we've got a couple of flyers for you that aren't there yet media team i'll make sure somebody gets them to you while i'm preaching and then at some point you can put them on as well i'm specifically looking forward to the pentecost sunday service uh one second to the pentecost sunday service in lagos nigeria that will be on the 28th someone say the 28th the 20 oh okay so we have it thank you we do have it the 28th of may and then on the 30th of may uh, my final assignment before we leave the country we will be gathering in lagos kingdom culture lagos for a night of worship and prayer as we do all right get your bibles out this morning afternoon evening whatever time it is wherever you are hey it's morning somewhere amen it's morning somewhere where someone is watching father we want to ask your breath upon the word of the lord today again speak it through my lips write it on the hearts of men as an epistle we give you praise in advance 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty. Uh, unlike my usual custom, I will not take time to revisit what we have looked at before because I can't take time when we don't have time. Amen. So there should be, if there isn't already, uh, there will be by the end of today a playlist on YouTube uh, for this series. Amen. Called Handle Seasons. This is part three. I plead with you. I beg you. I cry from the, from the belly of my womb for you. If you have never gone back to listen to any sermon I have ever preached in my life, listen to this one. Amen? I am crying from the deepest part of me. Um, you know, one of the unfortunate things that happens with covenant relationships is that we get familiar. It's just natural, you know. My wife and I are familiar. It's, you know, you see someone every day, you love them, you care for them, you just, you joke, you get familiar. And so sometimes you have to remind yourself the line between the loved one you are familiar with, right, and the office that they stand in where you are concerned. Um, I am not preaching this series as a shepherd or a pastor. I am preaching it as a prophet and an oracle. And the fact that I am not peppering it with thoughts, saith the Lord, which is intentional, does not mean that the Lord is not thus saying anything through it. Do not be found on the negative side of this series. In essence, the series is drawing a line in time. Don't learn and practice the principle of a handle season when your handle season has passed. Does that make sense? Also, as I'll be teaching in my next in installment, not today, one of the signs of a handle season is contrary winds. In essence, one of the signs that you are in a handle season is that the enemy will do his best to distract you, frustrate you, or misalign you. Does that make sense? And so your eyes must be fixed and your face set like flint. And the people of God said. So today I want us to take our journey from a different scripture. And that would be, one second now. So come with me to the book of Psalms, shall we? Let's come to the book of Psalms. And let's go to Psalm chapter 31. Um, media team, if you can assist me, that would be great. If not, just let me know and I will pilot from here. Psalm 31. Okay. Psalm 31. Aikobenian savandes kebelidush nahatia kablenen kapaletela. Osh kavidona apselengoli kelivan toshkiapa. Psalm 31. Now I'm going to read several verses. You know, Pad likes to do this. And she says the reason why she likes to, by the way, my, I'm missing my girlfriend, Shane, here with me today. 
um, one reason why she likes to do this, she says, is many of you don't read your Bible, so um, it could be your longest Bible reading of the week. So when when she preaches, or well, I don't know, if she, she I don't think she does that anymore. But back in the day, she would like read like a whole chapter and make you read it after her. And I'm like, why are you doing that? She's like, well, you know, that might be the only Bible somebody read that week. So uh, in case this is the only Bible you read this week, come with me. Oh Lord, I wanted to read out with me, everybody possible. Oh Lord, oh sorry, in Thee, O oh Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in Thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities, and hast not shut me up in the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all my enemies, but especially among my neighbors and a fear to mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side while they took counsel together against me. They devised to take away my life. Somebody say, I. Say, I, 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 I. If you have not lived through this season of your life, at least once in your life, keep living. I plead with you. It means you're young. Don't die anytime soon. Amen. Who knows what I'm talking about? If you, if you have spent sufficient, you know, like I like to say, one of the reasons why I believe, you know, you should be celebrated on your birthday is that you went around the sun a whole time. Think about that. You traveled around the whole sun once. I think we should celebrate you. Right? Now, I haven't traveled around the sun. It doesn't matter that you had a taxi called the earth. That's irrelevant. I don't care. I traveled around the sun. That's all I like to think about. Forget about the fact that I was carried at several thousand miles an hour by the earth, according to the, um, to the scientists among us. Amen. Some people believe that it's the other way around, but I digress. Anyway, uh, and to each their own. Amen. Now, as we move, as you move around the sun several times, you will come through certain seasons of life that look like this. Hello. Now, I remember speaking and preaching last year in a consecration journey. By the way, I hope those of you who do the consecration, I hope you realize that the prayer meetings, every time I lead a prayer meeting, I hope you realize that it's both prayer and teaching. And it's all part of a curriculum. Every time I lead the prayer meeting, I make sure I don't just yakahati yakaba. 
I make sure I drop stuff so that you can follow a breadcrumb. Does that make sense? And I spoke about the man or king called Jehoshaphat. Who in a season of his life where it looked like his reign was going well. All of a sudden here comes a king called Sennacherib. And Sennacherib picks a fight with him. And doesn't just decide to fight him privately. It's not enough to subdue him. He wants to embarrass him. He wants to disgrace him. He sends his messengers to Hezekiah in the presence of his people to threaten them. And when Hezekiah's officials call the messengers aside and say, speak to us in your language, we understand. The messengers say, no, we ain't speaking to you in our language. We're going to say it in the language of these people because we want to instill fear and trepidation. Who who, who, who knows what I mean? Well, Satan ain't just satisfied to mess your life up. He wants to put you on blast while he's doing it. Talk to me, somebody. It would be okay if you lost your job in private. But now here comes your landlord kicking you out. And he won't serve you the notice in private. He'll paste it on your door. So all your neighbors can see that you have not paid your rent. And then you'll be in a family meeting and one of your parents or an uncle and auntie will say, um, we've not seen your contribution to this wedding or funeral. Or, and they won't ask you in private. They'll say it in public, right? Has anybody ever been there before? You know, where is your contribution? And you're like, pss, pss, no, where is your contribution? <laughs> then you wake up the next morning and your car has been either clamped or towed. And I think towing would be better, but they clamped it and left it on the, they left it, they clamped it at night and then towed it in the day. They couldn't tow it when everybody else was asleep. They, they clamped it at night and then they came at rush hour when everybody was going to work. And all your neighbors see you there staring at your car and you're like, please, I'm shut up. You know, anybody been there before? All right. It wasn't enough. That that guy decided he didn't want to marry you. He had to leave you in your white dress at the altar. He couldn't have told you the night before. Saved you the embarrassment. He left you standing at the altar. With tears streaming down. Ooh, somebody talk to me, talk to me. Who, 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 who can relate? Even if not with these exact examples. But with this, with the, who can relate with the sentiment? Can I take it a step further? Let, let's go back and look at what David said. Let's go back and look at what David said. Let's go to verse. Up to verse 10, he was talking about the reality of his pain. And then from verse 11, he starts to talk about that pain as a function of the public disgrace. David says, I was a reproach among all my enemies. Ouch. There's nothing worse than failing in the sight of people who you know don't like you. Am I the only one? If I'm going to fail, let me fail in the circle of comfort. But when you are being exposed for your failure with a, with a crowd, an audience, 
that never believed in you or liked you anyway. It, it, it hits different, doesn't it? He then says, especially among my neighbors. That one got me. Because what this man is saying is, those enemies, some of them are my neighbors. Think about that. In essence, my, my neighbors, the, 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 I'm surrounded by people who were waiting for me to fail. He then says, it makes this worse. I am now a fear to my, in essence, even those who don't hate me are now scared of me. Who am I talking to? So my enemies are laughing at me. My neighbors are conniving against me. And then even the people who I'm on good terms with have assumed that nobody can, I mean, nobody can suffer this unless they're a bad person. Have you ever been there for where, where you're like, see, what, what, what was your own? I mean, what did you, who did you kill? Who did you, what, you must have done something to be going through this. Anybody been there before? Or anybody been the person where someone said that to? Say, my friend, go and repent. Whatever you did, go and repent. Ah, yamiasi akati. Then it gets worse. You know, you know what's worse than being an object of shame? Being forgotten. At least when you're the object of shame, you still have attention. In verse 12, he says, this graduated to the point where I was forgotten as a dead man out of mind. Where your case becomes, or your life becomes so... Ooh, who, who, you see, I feel like I'm talking to someone today. If it's you, just let me know so I can move on. I just, I just, I feel, I'm not joking, I feel a prophetic arrest. I feel like God is speaking to a particular individual somewhere around the world. I'm forgotten as a dead man out of mind. You, you, know, you go from being the object of pity to the object of shame to be the object of nothing. And then look at the next, next verse, next phrase. Colon. I am like a broken vessel. <laughs> yes, whose oxen have you stolen? <laughs> yeah. You know where I come from, they'll say, whose wife did you steal? The man said, I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm, I'm at a point now where I don't have the strength to fight what is happening in my life anymore. He then explains why he's broken. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. In essence, he, this is why he's broken. He wasn't broken because of what he was going through. This is why he's broken. For I have heard the slander, listen, of many. Remember I said this last week, Wednesday. That that saying sticks and stones may hurt my bones. It's a lie, but words, it, it's not true, is it? Remember I said it on Wednesday. Because words are powerful. Colon, these words caused me fear on every side. While they took counsel against me, they advised to take away my life. But I love the word but. 
told you it's my favorite word in scripture, right? But means everything I just said is irrelevant to what I'm about to say. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, but. Tell somebody in the comments, say, but. Say, but. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God. In essence, he's saying, the only reason I'm still sane, right, is that I remembered I have an Elohim. Rev, where are you going with this? I'm glad you asked. Verse 15 is where I'm really going. But I have to lay that foundation. Why? Because he then says something very spectacular. He says, my times. Someone say my times. My times are what? In your hand. My times. Someone say my times. My times, my times. And when you look at that word times, it is the same word we looked at on Wednesday. It's the word eighth. Someone say eighth. My times, my times, my times, eighth. I remember what it means. The time of an event, an experience, an occasion, a season. In essence, he's saying my seasons or my appointments, my dispensations are in your hand. Colon, deliver me from, here he says, hand of my enemies and them that persecute me. But I want you to replace that with whatever you need deliverance from. David is saying, it is okay for me to go through a season or a cycle or a pathway of damage. I can suffer a year, a month, a decade, right? A fortnight, a week, a day of calamity. Similar to what I just described. And my saving strength, the anchor in my soul, the thing that will keep me sane and in the place of hope, is that my times, someone say times, are in God's hands. I want us to break that down a bit deeper. In essence, every human being has times. Someone say times. And as we looked at last week, there is a time for every purpose that is subject, Ecclesiastes 3, to the heavens. Kingdom of heaven, remember? Let's go there real quick. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I, I hope this isn't too deep. I know it's a Sunday, so I'm trying to keep this healthily shallow, but I'm who I am. So if I start to go off the deep end, just rein me back in with a look on your face. Amen. Ecclesiastes 3.1. To everything there is a season as a man. We look at the fact that that means an appointment, right? It means that there are appointments that have been preordained for you. And a time, that's the word eighth. So, season, I actually would have, re, if I was the translator of the, of, the, of the King James Bible, I would have replaced these words. Because when you think of season, you think about a, a long space of time. And when you think about time, you think about an event or an occurrence, an appointment, right? 
They actually switched in the Hebrew. The word seasoned as a man means an appointment. It means a specific appointment. It's a very tiny window. And then the word time actually means a season. We've looked at it, eighth, right? An occurrence or a dispensation. And so there are seasons, appointments to things. And I've told you entities, people, families, regions, nations, communities, blah, 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 and their components. So there's a season for me. There's a season for my finance, for you know, me and everything that, that makes me up. But then it is times or purposes that have times. Remember I said this on Wednesday that in essence, you have a preordained set of appointments in destiny. And if you are lucky, if you are really, really blessed, you'll get three chances at each. And that means God really loves you. You're in the top 1%. If you get three opportunities for the same appointment in destiny, you are of all women and men most favored. Most people never get more than two. And many people have one. Does that make sense? So the Bible says there is a time or a season and appointments a man to everything. Which is one of the reasons Moses taught us to pray, teach me to number my days. Because if I don't have your calendar, I will miss my appointments. Remember, we looked at this last week, Sunday. Jesus told Jerusalem, there was a season when I wanted to gather you. But you did not use that season to pursue the things that would make for your peace. He then says, now your house is left to you desolate, and one stone won't last upon the other. In essence, there was a season you could have interacted to present, prevent what happened in AD 70, when General Titus wrecked the city. Jesus told them, I'm still alive, but that season's gone. Think about it. The destruction had not come, but in God's calendar, Israel had missed the window to deal with it. Who am I following? Or who's following me? Sorry. Maybe I should follow someone. <laughs> to everything, there's an appointment. Someone says an appointment. And, and, and it is just as damaging to be too early as too late. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about it? More damage is done. See, um, if you're a parent, and especially if you're a parent in the country that I was born in, there's a pride in your children going through school quickly. You know, your child being a year or two ahead of their class. See, slow down. Does that make sense? The people who are two years my senior in school and the people who are two years my junior in school, all of us are now mates. Can I beat? Those who graduated two years before me and those who graduated two years after me, in the social strata of the world today, we're all contemporaries. Our children are roughly the same age. We've been married roughly the same amount of time. Can I get a witness, somebody? We're roughly at the same, those of us in ministry are roughly in the same sphere. Those in business are roughly in the same. Does that make sense? So that illusion of I'm your senior. Hello. A premature baby is just as at risk as an overdue baby. You know, I love that Theo song, let me never be too fast, let me never be too late, help me to run at your pace. See, 
every one of us has a rhythm and many of us are bought our destinies trying to keep up with people on a different timeline than us are you with me if you arrive too early for an appointment the best you can hope for is that you will wait for the appointment but if you arrive on a vessel as life usually happens that cannot stop you will be driving past when your appointment is on its way hello does that make sense if i'm trying if i'm trying to shoot a running target and i shoot too quickly before i can reload my gun the target will have run past are, are you with me are you following are you is this is this is this cutting you like it caught me let's go back to exactly chapter three but purposes have earths meaning times and notice it says under heaven in essence if that and the word purpose that we look at means desire or uh, something you are aspiring to or trying to achieve And we dealt with the fact that you must remember that your purposes are under the heavens. Meaning that there are systems that are, that exercise dominion over what you're trying to do with your life. Never forget that. And if you have not secured a system of advantage in that realm, you are not wise And for many years of my life, ladies and gentlemen, I was not wise. Which is why when I hear some people complain about some things, I just ignore it and keep moving. You will grow up someday. And I hope, like I've said several times, you will say, I'm glad I listened, as opposed to I hope I listened. Does that make sense? When we say things like, hey, we pray too much, really. Hey, I don't know. See, any person my age who thinks they can be too much prayer has somebody praying for them they don't know. So, for instance, this morning at 6 a.m. in the morning, some of you woke up to pray for me, right? Talk to me. Okay, I mean, nobody in the room did. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but some people woke up to pray for me. That I'm aware about, right? Okay. So, now, I wasn't awake at 6 because I was awake late into the night. So I, I wasn't there at that prayer meeting. Does that make sense? Now, I woke up this morning and I could feel like ah, there's an atmosphere of grace around me. I don't need to pray for service. I'll just rock up to church, you know. i open my Bible and God will move. And he will. But I don't realize that somebody paid a price. Does that make sense? And, and, and on the flip side, for those people who say, I want to pray, but I struggle, it could also be because you don't understand this principle. Because the things that you find it easy to do, that you love to do, that you're pursuing, building a family, a ministry, a business, a, a, you know, a career, or a political aspiration, right? If you understand that that purpose is under the influence of the heaven. And prayer is the only way you can push a button. Ishama. Does that make sense? 
So one of the causes of prayerlessness is you may know it in your head, but it hasn't sunk into your heart. Does that make sense? That your purposes are under the heaven. That you can spend your nine to five building that career and it will not go anywhere. Because your career is under the heaven. Does that make sense? I am, uh, who am I talking to? God help me. Whoever it is, just send me a, send me a WhatsApp so I can move on. Let me repeat. You have a, a series of appointments you must meet in destiny. Right? And then there are specific times or periods of windows of time where certain purposes can flourish. Listen. And those purposes are under the dominion of the unseen realm. Are, are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? This is what Job didn't understand when God asked him, have you ever commanded your morning? You just wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to go and have a coffee. Then I'm going to go to work. And then there'll be a business meeting. Then I'll have a pitch. Then hopefully I'll seal the pitch. Then we'll sign the... Really? That pitch you're going for, somebody is also going for the same pitch. They woke up that morning and tied their wrapper. And went to where two roads meet and put a cowrie shell. And then opened their wrapper naked at 4 a.m. in the morning. Spat on the floor and made some incantations. Then picked it up, put it in a, in a leaf. Put that leaf in their pocket. And then got to the business meeting. Held the leaf in their pocket. Then brought out their hand to shake their interviewer. And you just turned up. <laughs> you had your morning coffee and you came for the same interview Ooh, na, na. and they are cutting john 316 for god so loved the world that he gave you you, you won't get the job i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm see i'm sorry to inform you you won't get the job no you won't does that make sense you can't see god will be unfair to give you that job you know why you're like eh let me, let me repeat god will be very see, god himself will be wicked to give you that job you know why because even in the rubbish dimension that person is trafficking, they have demonstrated a level of diligence and commitment that you have not. Does that make sense? The Bible says in all labor, there is profit. All. Good labor, bad labor. Can I repeat? In all, the Bible says, all labor. See, can I say this in a Nigerian accent? All na labor. Right? Someone say, all now work. Talk to me, somebody. Say, all now work. It's all work. And the realm of the Spirit acknowledges that purposes, listen, are under the heaven. Okay, I hope I've delivered somebody. I don't know who I was talking to, but I hope that that was for somebody. All. And, and, and many times we fall into the trap. Of seeing, uh, can I tell you a mistake I, I fell into in my life? And I told you over this course, I'll be, I'll be putting myself on blast. It is possible to apply this principle so strongly in a season of your life and not realize that that was a handle season. 
And then when, in essence, you can sow in a season and see nothing and get frustrated with what you're doing. And then in the next season, the benefit of what you did starts to show. But because there is space between, remember we talked about seed, time, and harvest. It takes discernment to be able to marry the harvest with the commensurate seed. And so by the time the harvest comes, you may have forgotten what you did. Or you may have gotten so frustrated with your seed time that you stopped sowing it. And then you start to realize that I'm not doing what I used to do anymore, but I'm still seeing. I'm seeing results. Satan will tell you when you were fasting and praying, what did you see? Now that you're taking it by faith. <laughs> ah, listen to the words of a father. Listen, listen, listen. That faith thing, eh? Suicidal. The way you were taught it. Just take it by faith. You just take your whole life by faith. Does not sound like a responsibility? That you are going to bet the outcome of your life on some belief that God is good alone. When the same God instructed you on how to use that belief. He said, with me, not for me, with me, all things are possible. Does that make sense? In partnership with me. But we just, you just irresponsibly assume that because God loves you, you can do whatever you want with your life including whatever you don't do with your life, and then get upset with God and his people when certain things don't turn out. That like, like, so like Job, you're shouting at God, and then God begins to remind you of all the principles you had at your disposal that you did not engage. Am I the only person who's had this conversation with God? Including recently. I'm, I'm just telling you my personal experience. I got why? And God's like, why not? Have you commanded your money? No. Did you guide Actoros? No. Did you bind Pleiades? No. Do you bring forth the Maseroth? No. Do you know the storehouse of snow? No. In a sense, you, you, you were just, just, I put a hedge around you in a season of your life. And you were just enjoying the overflow of the hedge, assuming that you were entitled to certain things. And now that the gravy train has stopped, rather than take responsibility and say, God, where did I go wrong and how can I fix this? We just sit and we pout. Okay, I'm, I'm obviously the only one who does that. I apologize. I, I think I'm the only unspiritual person in this room. I thought there was at least one more person like me. But since I'm the only guy... Let me move on so I can continue powering myself in private. Let's go back to exactly chapter 3. So there's a purpose for everything on the sun. On the heavens, sorry. Therefore, if your purpose is subject to the heavens, you must remember that. 
But even then, there, are, there is a time, someone say a time. Meaning, even when you are in charge of the heaven for your life, you don't have forever to engage them correctly. And so David is going through a season of calamity and he keeps reminding himself, listen, I'll be okay. Why? Because my enemies don't hold my times. God does. In essence, nothing another person or an external circumstance can do to you can govern the flow of your handle seasons. Let me repeat. There is nothing anyone other than God and you can do to affect the cycle of your times. In essence, when you're going through calamity, ask yourself two or three questions. One, is this self-imposed? And there's certain ways you can impose calamity. One of them is by association. Right? You can be in a boat that is about to drown because there's a guy called Jonah somewhere there. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, don't listen to me. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Talk to me. You can be suffering in your promised land because Lot is still with you. If you're, if you're Mrs. Aiken or Mrs. Heyman, you can die <laughs> because you married someone who is fighting God. Does that make sense? Talk to me, stop. talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. It can also be because of the decision you made. Remember we said that in handle season, one of the things God begins to do is give you painful feedback on your decisions. And you need to be mature enough to handle that painful feedback without losing self-esteem. Who am I talking to? Talk to me, somebody. Talk, talk, talk. So, first of all, is it self-imposed? Either by choices I've made or associations are formed. The second question you ask yourself is this. Does God have anything to say about the duration of this season? If you're Israel in Babylon, he said 70 years. If you're Israel in Egypt, he said 400 years. Israel spent more than 70 years in Babylon. Are you following me? And they spent more than 400 years in Egypt. Have you gotten comfortable with calamity to the point that you're about to miss an appointment for a shift. And the way this happens is, while going through calamity, you are supposed to be focusing on, because listen to me, even calamity is a handle season itself. There are things you can only do when you're in trouble. Read your Bible. David says in quote, I'm paraphrasing now. He says, in a time of trouble will I call out unto thee. Does that make sense? How you handle trouble is in itself a handle season. Mm. 
am I talking to? Calamity is a gift from God sometimes to secure your next season. Heaven is watching how you handle seasons of Many of us would just sit down and put sand on our and me, I, I can be like that, I'm being honest with you. You know, like David, you know, I learned from I learned from the best. The Bible said David cried till he had no more strength to cry. Then he encouraged himself with the Lord. Then he inquired of the Lord. There's a season to cry. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's a time to look in the mirror and just pout and mope and say, poor me. Achoo! Good. Then clean your nose. Right? After a while, you clean your nose. You don't believe me. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, someone set, someone say set, someone say set, meaning there was an appointment before him, did what? Endured the cross and what? Despised. So there is an attitude you must have through that period to qualify you for the appointment. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Okay, let me show you something. Let me show you something that should, should, should break your mind in a good way. Unless you've seen this yourself in your private study. But this, this did a number on me. J John chapter 13. John 13. If you're there, say I'm there. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong screen for sharing. John 13. I want to show you how to maximize this current handle season of your life. Someone said the Lord's Supper. How many of you know what day this occurred on? What day was the first ever Lord's Supper? The night he died. Right? True? This was the night before his death. He died in the early hours of the morning, but the night he was taken in. So this was on the day he was going to be betrayed. In fact, he'd already been betrayed. He knew he was betrayed because he told Judas, whatever you do, do quickly. So he was already dealing with the pain of Judas betraying him. He knew he was going to die. He knew his disciples were going to abandon him, right? He, he knew what was coming down the pike. And I want you to see how Jesus spent this night. Now, before the feast of the Passover, listen, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. Stop for a second. Now, remember I've told you before, the Bible is history from God's perspective. This was written in a way that blew my mind. It broke my mind in a good way. The Bible didn't say Jesus knew that he should die. He said he knew that he should depart out of this world. Can you see how this dude, Jesus, twisted what he was about to go through in his mind? He reclassified it from a painful death to a pathway into glory. 
same set of experiences, same feeling, same emotion, same physical pain, but he spent that day readjusting his perspective of what he was about to go through. I'm not about to die on a cross. I'm about to depart out of this world unto my father. Bear in mind, this was Jesus' handle season. What he did over the next 24 hours were going to make or break his entire life. So are you hearing me, somebody? Jesus was in a season where how he responded, how he decided, what he engaged would either justify or completely waste the last 33 and a half years of his life. Everything he had ever done, every miracle, every blessing, everything he had ever suffered would either find meaning or be wasted depending on the next 24 hours. And Jesus started that day saying, I'm not about to die. I'm about to depart out of this world unto the Father. Who am I talking to? What do you need to reclassify in your mind that you're currently going through? And tell her you're right, perspective. What do you need to reclassify in your mind that you are currently enduring? Could it be that your affliction in your mind is your ticket onto, quote and unquote, the Father. But it gets deeper. Someone say it gets deeper. I, I don't like this silence today. You guys are looking at me funny. Pardon? Okay. In the, okay. Okay. So it's a good, okay, that's fine. Listen, when Jesus knew, someone say he knew. Let's look at that word knew. It is the word Edo. Someone say Edo. And Edo means, listen, to see, to perceive with the eyes or any of the senses, to discern, to discover, to pay attention, to observe, to turn the eyes or the mind or the attention to anything. Now listen, to ascertain what must be done, to inspect, examine, behold, to have an interview with, Right? To be aware of. The point I'm trying to make is Edo is an active word, not a passive word. So right now I can see all of you because you're in front of me. Right? All I need to do is open my eyes. Does that make sense? So I can see you. Now if I focus on... I don't know now. Let me, I don't want to embarrass someone. I focus on Debbie's earrings. which look amazing, by the way. And I start to observe them and inspect them. Oh, what brand are they? Where did you buy them? Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Where did you buy them? Um, how much do they cost? How heavy are they? 
how comfortable are they to wear? That's the word Edo. Someone say Edo. So Jesus wasn't just passively aware. Jesus trained his attention on the fact that he was about to take a transition into glory. It was an act of his will to reclassify what he was about to experience. Let's go further. Verse 2 says, And supper being ended, the devil now having put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Pause. Again, we see another negative circumstance. Jesus is supposed to be... What's what I'm looking for now? He's supposed to be disconsolate at Judas's action. But then look at how he flips it. Verse 3. Jesus knowing, someone say knowing again, knowing that the Father had given all things to his hands and that he was come from God and went, meaning on his way back to God, he rose from supper, laid aside his garments, and did, see, so you see the point I'm making? Jesus is basically saying, see, I'm entering a handle season you ain't going to mess it up for me. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't going to mess it up for me. Now look down at the devil and say, you ain't going to mess it up for me. There is a mindset that you must bring into a handle season. Which is why many of us keep repeating handle seasons. Because all Satan needs to do is mess with your emotional equilibrium and you will spiral out of control. And then you will come to your senses when season has passed. That in itself is a high form of witchcraft. To mess with a person's emotional fragility. Does that make sense? You don't need to, to pour salt and water and whatever. Many of us who are believers, right? are either under the assault of witchcraft or are witches ourselves. And I think all of us at some point in our lives have been a witch without our knowing. Satan has used you and me to say something or do something or not say something or not do something that another person has unwisely allowed to mess up their equilibrium. Someone say, hey. Someone say, hey. And because these things are seasonal, you don't need to be in the wrong head space 365 days a year. You just need to be in the wrong head space one day to miss out on a season of destiny. One day. I was told the story, true story, about a man who'd worked for a building company for years. He'd he was now about to retire. He'd built amazing homes. 
And he was one builder of the year several times because of his attention to detail and everything. And he was getting frustrated and tired because he felt like having been here this long, his company hadn't appreciated him as much as he, as, as he wanted to. And so when he told them he was retiring, he was hoping they'd do something special for him. And he was disappointed because it didn't seem like, you know, they were, I think we're going to give him a watch or something. And then while he was seething, the company came and said, we want you to build us one last house. And they gave him a huge budget for it. And the guy was so depressed, angry, bitter, and frustrated that he, for the first time in his life, he was cutting corners everywhere. A guy who'd built amazingly quality homes for decades, put together a ragtag job. Because he just wanted to get it through quickly so he could retire. And then on his retirement day, they told him, that's your retirement gift. Now, they didn't know because, see, this is the thing. You can build a house that looks good on the outside. So they didn't know he messed it up. Yeah, true story. True story. They didn't know he messed it up. But he knew he messed it up. What should have been his reward became his torture because of one. Now, see, this guy had lived his entire career of the utmost integrity and professionalism and a season of emotional dysregulation cost him his reward. Are, are you following me? Jesus was saying to Judas and the other disciples and Satan and all of the both of them, like we say in Nigeria. He was saying, y'all ain't going to mess this up for me. What have you lost? You know, my brother was here last year at the summit. And he was talking about how every time... He was about to enter a season of his life. Um, Satan will cause a fight between him and his wife. Now, if you, if you, don't, if you haven't learned that by now, you've not been married long enough. That, that's like marriage 101. If you're a newly married person or a soon-to-be-married person, just take it from those of us who've been doing this thing a while, right? You can almost plot your seasons of divine promotion by your arguments with your spouse. Pastor T, Pastor Liz, am I wrong? If you, no, 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 we're all in this together. I'm, tell, no, I'm telling you my story, right? Listen, listen, See, I'll give you an example. See, there was a time when, the time when I used to, you know, Pat and I would argue, and I would say things like, you know, you're not wise enough to see that Satan's trying to stop something. And then God said, why is that burden on her? Or God said to me, why is that burden on her? God says, you two, you're not wise. I said, but, but I can see. God says, in, God, God says, you're actually more foolish because you can see. It is, it is double foolishness to be aware of. See, 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 you are ignorant if you fall into a trap. You are foolish if you see the trap and fall in. And I'd rather be ignorant than foolish. See, that's why you should pray. Because God will say some things to you. Does that make sense? And, and if you don't like 
divine, if you don't like being insulted, you don't walk with God. Because God will insult you. God will say some things to you sometimes that you'll be like, how dare you? Who's been there before? Like, how dare you talk to me like that? God said, you're foolish. You're the one who knows what's going on. So what God said about Adam and Eve? He said, Eve was not deceived. Eve was, Eve was deceived. Adam was not. And if you notice, if you read Genesis 3 correctly, it's almost like God was waiting for Adam to eat that fruit before he stepped in. It was almost like Eve eating it, there was still hope. Notice, the Bible does not put Eve in the genealogy of sin. Read your Bible. When it's talking about the transfer of human depravity, the first one in Genesis 5, and then in Matthew 1, and then is it Luke now? All the genealogies that trace human depravity, you don't see Eve's name once. Have you noticed? Because technically, she was deceived. Man did not fall because somebody made an uninformed choice. Man fell because somebody chose in their will to violate God's instruction. Adam was very aware of what he was doing and he still did it. God was like, no, we can't accept that. So God said to me, you are an idiot. Yeah. The Jamaican accent. Idiot. <laughs> and so I asked for grace. So in the now I'm not saying I'm perfect though, just be there. There's two times I'm like, <clears throat> but but now when I can sense that dynamic, right? I, I start to turn potential arguments into jokes. I like you to serve. Why are you vexing? Ah, uh, somebody's telling you sorry, you're vexing. Mm, look at you, fine girl. You know why? I can't tell God that because I could not handle a provocation, I need a do-over of a season that he went through great lengths to construct. Do you know what it took to construct Calvary? Do you know the level of subterfuge and misdirection of hell heaven had to employ? Do you know that there could not have been a do-over? There, no, there, no, there was no facility for a second chance. Yamakiata. Prophets had been prophesying for thousands of years. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant I have fulfilled innocence. God had laid a careful foundation. Everything in history had been pointing to that day. Jesus woke up. And said, nah, 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 we ain't finna mess this up. Can I get some help? We ain't finna mess this up, baby. Who here is about to go around the mountain again? Because you cannot look in a mirror and advise yourself. My times are in his hands. 
my times, my seasons are where? In God's hands. And if they are in his hands, right, then nothing external is permitted. Naomi, you're right. That was the biggest handle season for mankind and Jesus could have blown it. And so he started the day with positive, what's the word now, PM, PMA, right? Positive mental attitude, right? Coaching, right? So he started the day self-coaching. That's the beginning. But listen, self-coaching can only take you so far. But you, see, you must self-coach, don't get me wrong. You can't do the next step. See, that's why many of us butcher prayer because we have not, we come to prayer. Are you sure? Because I'm about to cut someone. For many of you, by the time you get to Gethsemane, you can't transact for grace because you have come with a butchered mind. You've come as a victim. You've come as a sufferer. You've come as the whole world is against you. And they may be. But you, so you, you're now, you, you're, see, see pray, all prayer does, right, is activate what you have allowed the power at work within you to be. If you come to prayer with bitterness, except your prayer is God, help my bitterness. Whatever you pray will be an acid flow. A river of acid that corrupts everything. Jesus spent the whole day regulating his mind. So when he got to Gethsemane and he realized that his self-regulation had reached its limit, he then went to pursue grace in prayer. Right? He said, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. In essence, he was not... So all the, all the stuff he was saying in the morning about, you know, yes, I know I'm from God. It, it wasn't that he didn't realize what was coming. is that he was, he was intellectually reconfiguring it. Then he took that configuration and asked God to breathe on it. That, that's how good prayer works. You, you reconfigure your mind according to God's will and word. And then you present his will and word to him. to breathe. Does that make sense? So, so you say, Lord, I thank you because you said everyone shall have their mate. So I am married in your eyes. That makes sense. You have already predetermined my family. Then you take that mindset in prayer. And you say, Lord, that family you have already prepared for me. Would you manifest it? You don't say, I'm ugly. I'm old. Nobody wants me. Everybody leaving me alone. God, help me now. You see, I'm an able minister of the new covenant. Not of the letter that kills with the... Does that make sense? I'm an effective kingdom emissary. Ah, you, you say, God, in the days of my power, my people shall be willing. If you sent me on this assignment, you have resources, you have people. Then you go and say, God, you know those resources we're talking about? Can we release them? You don't go and say, God, this ministry serve, eh? Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. I've been preaching for 20 years. Not even one person. Nobody in my church. No. That's how many of us get to get seminary. So we don't pray. We whine. We, we, we literally license a stream of corrosive fluid.
Inavadia kuna masia kabari akadire doj na via kanena. And then what we say becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The Bible says we will see what we say. So stop saying what you see. Let me repeat. The Bible says you will see what you say. Look at him and say, so stop saying what you see. So go back to John 13. So in verse 5, what does he do? He takes action to ensure that his heart will not be corrupted. The guy who's just about to deny him says, come, let me wash your feet. What's he doing? He's cauterizing his heart. Then he gets to verse... Where am I going to now? He gets to verse 21. Listen. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit. Someone say troubled in spirit. Say troubled. He was troubled in spirit. And testified. <laughs> I don't have time for that word. Someone say testimony service. He testified and said, one of you will betray me. Look at verse 26. Jesus answered, he, is, he it is to whom I will give a sop, means a, you know, you put bread in the dish, it's a sop. Like, you know, when you grew up in, ah, you know, I, I miss those days, man, but I can't, I don't eat bread anymore because of, of my health. But I need bread and stew. I give you bread and stew. Ah! <laughs> you, you, you haven't, you haven't tried, you know, that's what I mean. You take the bread and you squish it, then you put it in the stew, like swallow, like ugali or pandediam or eba or whatever. Lord, thank, for thank you for deliverance. He, he dipped the soap and he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Everybody say verse 27 with me. And after the soap, what happened? Satan, when, listen, now we know this had to happen. Jesus needed someone to betray him. Does that make sense? This was intentional. Does that make sense? In essence, Jesus' life would have been wasted if Judas didn't betray him. In fact, the Bible says he told the disciples, I picked 12 of you and one is. So he, he pre-calculated picking Judas. But I want you to flip this understanding with me for a second. In essence, if Jesus had not responded this way, Judas would never have betrayed him because Satan would never have entered him. How many of you have put Satan into another person? By your inability to manage your emotions in a handle season. How many of you have assisted Satan in using someone to wreck your life because you could not see between a person and a spirit. Can I repeat? How many of you have lost out on a handle season because of how somebody treated you and your response to the person finalized the deal of Satan in them? See, this is high level maturity stuff. This is high level discipleship. That for the sake of your own destiny, there are things you, 
that you will love your enemy until they stop being your enemy. That you will shut down the capacity of Satan's agenda in your environment by refusing to respond to it. That you look at the woman you married or the, the husband you fell in love with years ago and you will smile and inside you say, not today. That you see your spouse about to and you say, see, mm -mm, we're not fighting today. I'm the circuit breaker. There's no fight. Or, hey, how do you talk to me like that? I'm the man of this. And you literally put your, put that into your wife. And then she'll remind you she's the woman of the house. Then you tell her you're the head. Then she'll tell you she's the neck. And then when the head and the neck are turning two opposite directions, you know what happens? You die. That's how you, that's how you break someone's neck, isn't it? Right? Okay. There are seasons of your life where you must be sensitive. Extremely sensitive. Because you cannot afford to go around a mountain again. Tell your neighbor, pass the test this time. Judas guy committed suicide out of grief at what he had done when Satan left him. In essence, very few people are intrinsically horrible. He was so broken at what he did that he killed himself. And he killed himself 24 hours after this happened. So who are you assisting Satan to trigger? Because you cannot break a circuit in your mind. What are you licensing in your environment? Because you have not taken the time to cleanse like Jesus did that morning. Stand with me. I, I, think, I, think, I think that's a good place to stop. Stand with me. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. I want to say, Lord, help me. Say, Lord, help me, 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 help me. You see, this is the stuff we don't teach anymore in church, in discipleship classes. We, 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 say, we say, choose those who choose you. No. Go where you're, no, 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 no. If a job is not going well, no. See, there are times where it is that calamity, that misfortune, that inconvenience that is your, 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 your platform for promotion. God says, if I can trust you to handle this, I can trust you with this level of responsibility. Can you imagine? See, you know, I, I, I don't want to get into, keep, keep praying, keep praying while I say this, keep praying. I don't want to get into politics, but, but you know, um, one of the reasons why some people had a problem with the last president of the United States was they, they said he didn't have the temperament to be president. And whether or not you agree is irrelevant. But this is true, though, that when you have somebody who is responsible, for a set of nuclear codes that could end the world 
in five minutes. You don't want it to be somebody who gets offended because you say something bad about them. Some of you can't handle the promotion you're looking for. See, have you gone on celebrities' Instagram, Twitter accounts? Do you see the vile being said there? And, and, and somebody said they don't like your dress. And you spend three hours firing back and forth on Twitter. You're not ready. You're not ready. That it, listen to me. That a woman or man can cuss you out. Insult your father, your mother, embarrass you publicly. Listen, and by God's determination, because you're married to them, and my wife has never done this for anything I'm going to examine, but I've seen stories like this, and you are the breadwinner. And there's something to be paid for tomorrow, and you will buy it. If you can't do that, you don't get married. Does that make sense? In a sense, there are elevations that we are crying out for. And God is saying, part of your handle season is to test your temperament for what you want. Years ago, God said to me, son, if you will say things and they will come to pass, you can't be easily provoked. Because if I call you an idiot, you become an idiot. Does that make sense? I I'm not joking. That's what the, the times when I get offended with people... And, and I have to, I literally hold my seat because I know that in my mouth is the power of life and death. And one utterance could completely wreck that person's life. Does that make sense? People have asked me before, how, 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 did, you, how did you stomach? Something will happen and they'll say, well, this must be true. Then years later, they find out what really happened. They said, how could you? I said, because I, I knew what I was sitting on. Does that make sense? If I responded in anger, I could have been responsible for a life. And I've not even finished my promotions yet. See, there, there, there's realms you get to where some of our fathers are, right? Where, like I see somebody get on Twitter and insult a pastor at Deboye. If the man just packs his bags, Nigeria is finished. See, there are men whose entire, who a, an entire nation's uh, uh, reality is tied to them. And then the people they're laboring to cover from calamity are insulting and attacking. You need restraint. Remember Moses? Meekest man on earth, right? The day his meekness broke, the ground opened. So, forgot to put Moses in that place there, there, does that make sense there, there's, a, there's a pathway or, or let's take it a different direction dealing with pressure if you fall apart because your tire goes on a motorway what happens when you're at the wheels of a nation's economy through a pandemic all of us are paying higher mortgage rates now because somebody lost their nerve Rather than simply just say, I made a mistake and reverse it while it could be reversed. They didn't like how they were being spoken to. They didn't like what was being said about them until the point of no return came. And now you're paying double for your mortgage because someone didn't have the temperament to back down from a decision that would destroy hundreds of thousands of lives. 
I'm not going to mention the person's name. But everybody paying a mortgage knows who I'm talking about. Say, God, give me grace. Open your mouth and pray. Give me grace. Give me grace to... Uh, for some of us we need to say God heal my heart heal me of previous triggers in my past heal me of trauma that keeps manifesting in seasons where I should be in a handle God give me divine therapy oh Lord give me humility to go for therapy Lord, I'm tired of compromising handle seasons due to my inability to regulate my emotions and my responses. Tell him. Say, Lord, I'll stay the course this time. Tell him. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Even at the cost of my glory. I have set my face like flint. I have set a course for Zion. I will not be blown off course. I will arrive at my appointment. My set time has come. I will take advantage of this season to shift into the realms you have ordained me for. I will not be dragged into the wallows of despair. I will not be dragged into pettiness. I will not be dragged into offense. I will not be dragged into unforgiveness. I will not be dragged into conniving. I will not be a victim. I will know that I came from you, that I am returning to you, and that you have given me all things. I will know that this season that looks like my death is my pathway to leave this world and return to my father. I will take the opportunity of a lifetime in the lifetime of the opportunity. Come on, pray, pray, pray. So Lord, I repent for every previous handle season that I have aborted by my inability to regulate my decisions, my responses, my emotions, uh, my perspectives. I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive grace. Come on, cry, cry, cry. The Bible says, God, you have delivered me. Delivered me from the strivings of the people. In essence, the level where normal human beings bicker, where normal human beings mess around, you have put me on a different level. I will not be dragged down into 
all interactions. I will be thankful. I will be, I will be anxious for nothing. But in all things, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, I will make my request known. And the peace of God and the God of peace shall rule and guard my heart, my heart in all things. Like David, I will encourage myself in the Lord and then I will inquire of the Lord. I will walk before you with a pure heart. Says, I have done this, exercised myself to have a heart that lacks offense to God and to man. Oh, great days are upon us! Great days are upon us, son or daughter of God. If you can stay the course, if you can stay the course. Ah, if you can police your mind and your heart, the God of all flesh is about to pour out times of refreshing. Times of refreshing from the Father. Keep praying, keep praying. Then Jesus got to the cross and Satan tried him one more time. Satan said, no, 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 we need to get this guy off his game. And so the, the, the people at the bottom said, physician, heal yourself. And I could feel Jesus' arrogance beginning to rise. I'll show you I can heal myself. <laughs> I'll show you I'm the son of God. And something said, no, 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 no. Then even at the final moment, the thief said, if you're the son of God, come down. Jesus looked at him. He said, you're too late. I've come too far. <laughs> I've paid too much. Ah, I've endured. He despised the shame. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. He endured the cross. Lord, I despise the shame. Tell him, I endure my cross. I will pay the price. I will see it through. Till I receive a name. Above every other name. That at the mention of that name, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord.
spend less time venting and more time praying. Spend less time wallowing in self-pity and victimization and more time settling and fixing your heart. Not every Judas dies. Some like Peter come back. Mm. Not every Judas dies. Some come to themselves. Some are part of your future. Some are part of your destiny. Not everybody who you think is afflicting you is an enemy to be fought. Some are brothers to be won. Some are sisters to be won. Not everybody who hurts you hates you. I don't know who I'm talking to. Keep praying. Sometimes people are just living out their pain and you're in the crossfires. Uh, you need to be able to say, no, 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 no. Satan, I will not let you mess two destinies up. I will not let you mess two destinies up. Jesus said, Peter and I are forever. Peter and I are forever. Peter and I are forever. Satan, you will not break this bond. Father, I ask for grace for myself and everyone under the sound of my voice or connected to this house, virtually and physically. I pray for grace to steer correctly in this and every handle season, to remember that our times are in your hands. The Kunamba, we receive grace to engage correctly. We reconfigure our perspectives according to your will. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in us and through us. Now and forever, we belong to you. Somebody clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. Give him glory, bless his name, for he alone is worthy. Come on, one more time. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We exalt you. We exalt you, Lord. Let's just pray for our Rev. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this man that you have given us, Lord. Father, for our sake, keep him. For the sake of his sheep and his children, 
keep him. For our sake, be jealous over him. For our sake, bear him up, hold him up. For our sake, make him to laugh, make him to rejoice. For our sake, let there be a fire, a wall of fire, of protection over him and what is his. Father, we as a sheep, we as a people are grateful for the man that you have blessed us with and the woman you have blessed us with. We pray, O oh God, that you would give unto us strength to bear them up and to hold their arms in every season. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. We love our rev. Hashtag our rev is better than yours. <laughs> um, I hope you guys had an amazing, amazing time as I surely did. Um, this is one that I think definitely needs to be listened to again and again and again and again. And then after you've done that, listen to it again. Um, so I want to encourage us to give. If you have not done so already, um, I believe the giving details um, would be on the description of this video if they're not on the screen as well. So I just want to encourage us to do so um, at the most opportune time. So we are going to close the service now. So I'm going to do the awkward thing. If you look at your neighbor, wherever you are. And before you say the grace, I want you to, to say a couple of words to bless them concerning their handle season to encourage them. You will prosper. You will not fail. Your head is lifted high. Your mind is aligned. Your life is arranged according to the pattern of God. You would not faint. Your emotions will not run you and they will not win. But you would align yourself with the Lord. You would not miss it. But where you had failed before, this is the time you will arise. In Jesus' name. God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today.